This is Renegades Ringside, the evolving story of a minor hockey team, its players, coaches, and families making one more run for the championship. Find out how they do and who they become in this exciting journey. The best hockey happens right here. I'm your host, Chris Williams, host of the Badass Agile podcast and also the official voice of the U18 New Market Renegades when you listen to the introductions at ice time. Thank you, my friends, for joining Renegades Ringside, the minor hockey podcast that shines a light on the heart of this local team. We have a great episode in store for you this week. Number one, we're going to do our first player segment. We're going to introduce you to a young man who I've known for almost a decade now. I want you to meet him and decide, could this be my new favorite up-and-coming hockey player? Also, we're going to talk about the week in review. We had three games this week. I'm going to bring on Matt Fisher a little bit later to talk about where we need to go next and what he's seeing on the ice right now. But I also want to do a little segment for you. Something for you as the fans, but also for the team. If you're listening, this is for you. So let's kick it off with a little segment I call The Climb. We need a win. You'll hear every parent, every coach, every player say that right now. But we already know that. And if it was that easy... It'd be done by now. Every team worth its salt will have this moment when we feel like we're below ground. Now, this is what minor hockey's all about. We need a win to keep our natural confidence afloat. We need it so we don't start to doubt or get frustrated. And most of all, we need it to validate what works and what doesn't, what we've been practicing and drilling on to justify our hard work. So this is a critical moment for the Newmarket Renegades. It's when we're behind a few that real character is built. Maybe what we need right now is a focus on the fundamentals. Forget about fancy. Maybe what we need is better coordination. You've heard us talk more about gelling. Maybe what we need is more speed. But if the speed we already have isn't creating chances, more speed will only trip us up. Maybe we need to condition our emotions and stay out of the penalty box. Or maybe, just maybe, we need to get hungry. The harder we fight right now, the more likely we are to meet a team who isn't as hungry, a team who's been lulled into a sense of safety. For a moment, they might let their guard down. They might get comfortable. It happens all the time to teams who are on a streak. And when they do, we'll be ready. Simply because we want it more. This is the moment where we decide to fight for who we are. And who are we? We're a team forged in winning commitment, tradition, and history. We're resilient. We're never out of the fight. We're renegades. It's a bit like a breakaway. When opportunity meets preparedness, we'll seize the moment. And we will break through. And if you're a fan, you live for the breakaway. So let's go, renegades. Let's give the fans what they want. It's time for you to meet your first player. I'm proud to introduce this new segment where we talk one-on-one with the players that make the game and the excitement that you see on the ice. I want to introduce you to the Robert Shaws. I've known them for a long time. I met them when my son Matt played with Cole, probably back in house league. It was a long time ago anyway. And when Ken got the coaching spot for the select team in those early days, I mean, I was still lacing up my son's skates. Ken Robert Shaw, he didn't talk about work much because I think he prefers to spend his time talking about the things that matter to him, his boys the game. Like Ken himself, his contribution to this town is understated and soft-spoken, but it has obviously shaped the lives of many of these young kids and helped nurture their love for the game. Shannon is Cole's mom. She works at the local hospital here in Newmarket. She works in the intensive care unit. 
so she gets to see people when they're at their worst. But Shannon is fun-loving and always eager to talk, always welcoming. But mess with her kids, and you're going to meet the bear. But perhaps the most interesting part of the Robert Shaw family is Shannon's dad, Hugh. Hugh can be found at almost every game, home or away. He's retired law enforcement, and anyone who works in that field has seen the lowest and the highest of the human condition. And it might be because of that, that he seems to be the guy who's figured out what matters, showing up for his grandson and enjoying the game. As speaking as someone who didn't grow up around the game, I'm always looking for the thing beyond the game, the thing that makes this experience special. And for me, it's been Hugh. You should introduce yourself if you haven't already. But just don't linger too long. You don't want to take his attention away from Cole and our renegades. And then there's Cole himself, a perfect representation of the fire of this team. He works hard. He's no-nonsense, he's coachable, and he's physical. He might take a penalty every game or two, but he's also good for a point just as often. He's been relentless in his quest for improvement, and over the years I've seen him grow. Still, he never draws attention to himself, but he's always chomping at the bit to make his contribution. And it's fascinating to find out what makes this player so unique and so interesting. He's a shining example of the heart of the Newmarket Renegades. So let's meet number 18, Cole Robertshaw. Hey, Cole, thanks for having me over. Yeah, thanks for having me. How's the season been going for you so far? It's good. I mean, a little rough start, but for getting on points, but got a good one last night. So that got me. Hopefully get the monkey off the back with that one. Was there a lot of pressure to get that first goal? You know, not really, but it's always good to get the first one off and... Yeah, it was just good to get it off my back. The thing I always liked about your playing style is that you just always pushing, man. You never yeah. give up. Now that you're dealing with some of the older kids, does it feel any different because we've got a different team for the first time in a few years? I feel like a bit. You know, the gel is just not quite there between those 7s and those 6s yet, but it's definitely coming. So right. once we get there, I think we'll be rolling. Now, you've been playing for what, 10 years now? Yeah, probably around there. Yeah, so you started off in just house league and started house made league, your way up. House league for a while, yeah. Yeah, and I remember the earliest, some of the earliest memories that I have of you were playing with your dad when your dad yeah. was coach yeah. of the of the A-team. What are some of your earliest hockey memories? What do you remember about it from way back in the day? Way back when, probably around Tyke, I, was, I wanted to play goalie. So I remember one of our goalies, he didn't show up. So I decided to hop in thinking I was Marc-Andre Fleury. You know, going in there, I'm like, Dad, he was the coach at the time. I'm like, Dad, I'm going to play goalie tonight. Ended up going in and getting absolutely peppered by the other team. It was about 13 to 2, never playing goalie again. <laughs> that so, was the end of your goalie career? Yeah. That was the end so of your kudos run? kudos to our goalies, though. It's hard. Yeah, it is. It's a tough job, isn't it? Yeah. And the thing is, when a goalie messes up, like you're down a point. If a, yeah. if a forward messes up, you got another chance in 30 exactly. seconds, right? So what made you get started in the game? I got to say, like my dad, you know, he's growing up playing the game. And then my brother used to go to his games a lot, you know, was hanging out in the hotel, playing mini sticks, everything like that. So just kind of around the hockey atmosphere. Here's one for the fans. You have an interesting hockey story that happened right here in this house. Tell us about it. Yeah. So Brian Elliott actually lived in my house I'm in right now. When we were on hometown hockey, when uh, Brian Elliott, they had the hometown hockey thing. Uh, our house is the pictures in it and people used to tell that they could see our basketball net up front there that uh that was our house so that was a pretty cool moment and yeah it just keeps new markets big for all that sports and it's awesome 
does that mean that there's hockey greatness under these under this roof and between these walls? There's maybe you're destined for something. I sure hope so. Now, what keeps you here, though? So, I mean, goalie, obviously, it wasn't meant to be, but it's not meant to what be. kept you fighting to get? You know, you went up through A, and then you finally made it up to Double A. Yeah. What kept you? Uh, what kept you in the game? I think it's just my competitiveness. Like I've always liked the game, and just playing every game like it's hard, and just the competitiveness of it. And I just keep working hard and I don't really want to stop playing. And I feel like hockey is just a part of my life and there's nothing really going to change that. So that brings up two important questions. One is where are you going after high school from an academic perspective or a career perspective? And where are you going to go with hockey after this year? Yeah. So academics, I'm trying to get into like kinesiology at a university somewhere. I'm thinking like York, I heard they got a good program or somewhere like Brock. But for hockey-wise, I'm hoping to go into junior next year, like junior C. Nice. Right now, I'm APing for the Georgian Ice in that league, PGHL. So getting up to a few practices there, hopefully getting a few games soon. And what's the level of play like up there? It's good. Physicality is really high up there. So it's a bit different than playing down here. Is it? Yeah. Older guys, you know, 2002 is the max age there, right? So it's a little bit harder to play there. Bigger guys. Of all these years that you've been playing, what is... It'd be easy to say the most memorable moment is winning the OH, OMHAs. Absolutely. The secondary question is, outside of that, what are some of the big memories that, that are going to stick with you forever? Just, I don't know. My dad coaching was a big memory. Like, that was a good time for me. You know, he was hard on me, but in the end, it was good, good experience. And then just moving up from there, it was OMHAs was awesome. You know, U15 year, or U15 year, yeah, I was injured. So then going into that U16 year after we lost in the finals, it just dedicated me to win more and just get the team pumped up. You must have friends that don't do sports. There's kids either at school or in the neighborhood or whatever who never get the chance to be in hockey and experience that competitiveness, experience the victory. You guys have a ring. You guys have trophies. What do you think the experience of hockey has given you that you're going to be able to use for the rest of your life? I just think a bit of confidence and just, you know, being able to talk and communicate with people better. And just finding new friends. You always get new teammates every year, right? So, you know, going into university, like finding new people to hang out with, everything like that, it's right. going to be good. Right. And just like team play and just like even when you're working, right? You work with like a lot of people and just same with the team, right? You're always out there with your team and just stuff like that. Who are some of your, who are the guys you look up to? In the NHL, not many guys in the NHL, you know, everyone likes the athletes. But to me, who I look up to is people like frontline workers, Oh, yeah. And people like, you know, police officers, firefighters, everyone like that, nurses, because even in COVID-19, right, um, it just it was a hard time and they were out there saving lives. So that's people I look up to. Like your mom. Yeah. Yeah. People out there every day risking their lives. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, Now, you're a multi-sport athlete. I've coached in baseball. And the thing I remember about you is that not only a great athlete, but you're also very coachable. Like you would come over and ask a question and whatever the answer was, it's like, okay, put me in. And I respected that about you, but how has that helped you competitively in hockey, having exposure to some of those other sports? Well, I feel like, you know, I'm always doing something competitive, whether it's baseball or flag football. I'm always competitive and throughout the summer and we're always doing something competitive, right? So that kind of helped me just even when like a coach would get mad or something, I would just try and calm myself down and you know, take their advice and go out there and play. So, right. so that's sometimes we call that grit or resilience. It means like right. you just, you're not stoppable, yeah. which I mean, that's going to help you in school. What, what's school like for you? Are you a good student? You, you enjoy school? Yeah. Same thing that goes for hockey, right? You try, I'm trying every day, trying to get better at myself. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. Now, is there anything you do outside of sports? 
that the fans would be interested in? Well, I like to drum. I'm big on music. Oh, so yeah? I've started that about a year ago, and I've just loved it ever since. What? Who's your favorite drummer? I got to go with someone maybe like Neil Peart. Oh, I mean, that's the he's, obvious he's one, right? He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Danny Carey. Yeah. He's good. Those are probably my top two guys. Is there anything that hockey teaches you that you can apply to music or music teaches you can apply to hockey? Just not giving up, you know? Right, right. <laughs> Looking at music sheets or whatever, it's hard. So same with hockey, right? You got to, even if you have one bad game or whatever, you got to keep working at it, so. Right. Now in hockey, you're the forward. Technically, you're the guy who puts the, the pucks in net, star of the show. Drummer's always sitting kind of on the back yeah. line, right? He's not, he can't get up and yeah. be center stage with a mic in his hand. Those are two different roles. There are two different sides of you. There's a part of you that kind of likes to be the, the foundation. Yeah, I feel like during my game too, I'm a lot like I'm a two-way forward kind of deal. So okay. I'm really, I like to stay back a bit and play defense, really work on that, getting the puck out of our zone before I think offense. Thinking about the new team, we got 06s together with 07s for the first time and potentially for the last time. It's the last couple of years of junior hockey or sorry, of minor hockey. And then, and then we move on. What are you excited about for this year though? Well, I think Coach Larry's done a great job of trying to get people out. And last game, I really noticed it. You know, the U11 boys out there really, I feel like, pumped the boys up a bit yes. with their chants. And it's great. I feel like the crowd's getting a bit bigger. And I love playing against or in front of a big crowd. So And only bigger. And and you being the social guy, yeah. the, you know, the one who makes friends really easy. You're yeah. going to get some of your friends coming out, Absolutely. get some, some of the gang from school or whatever. Yeah. Any favorite movies, books, shows, musicians, anything that you in particular like that the, you know, the fans would put would want to see on your hockey card? Yeah, well, I love Guns N' Roses, that band. Okay. Recently went to go see them when they came in Toronto here too, which uh -huh. was a great experience. Was there a song that you were waiting to hear that they finally came out and played? You know what? It's so easy when they come out to that song. It's a great one. Yeah. And Knocking on Heaven's Door was also a banger when oh, listening to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where do they play? Rogers Center? Yeah, they play at the Rogers Center, yeah. You, you're becoming a young man. Now you're driving a car. You got your Not yet. Your Jeep? December birthday. So okay. it's a later so it's, one. It's still coming up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do you think you'll, uh, do you think you'll stay in Newmarket or you want to explore the world a little bit and maybe go somewhere different? Yeah, I think I like exploring, you know, traveling around. So maybe yeah. as I get older, we'll see where it goes. In hockey, you get to travel a lot. We get to yeah. see a lot of different places. The um, We haven't done any of that with the new team yet. Do you feel like that might help bond the team together and the parents too? Absolutely. You know, at the rink, it's a little different than at, in like a hotel or something. You really get to see different sides of the boys. So I feel like it would be awesome to get out in a hotel with a few of the guys, get to know them better, especially right. those sixes. Right. So when you put this all together, Cole, you're a guy who's really resilient. You like to be out there, but you also are comfortable holding up the foundation and doing the backline work. You, you appreciate the people who put their lives on the line every day. If it weren't for hockey, if it were all over tomorrow and you just couldn't play or didn't play, what else could you do? What could you see yourself doing? Maybe trying to do, like like I said, I love the frontline workers and everything. So maybe get into maybe firefighting or police officer, you know, just stuff like that. Do you have any personal goals for your year this year? Like a number of points or is there something that you're really shooting for? Just trying to throw the body around a bit. Right. Right. So I feel like we're a physical team. Yeah. We like to throw the body around. So it'll be awesome to see what we got later on in the year. And as soon as we get that a lot of people out to the game, I feel like it's going to motivate us more, you know, throw the body around, get the fans going a bit. And that'll be a good experience. Think, think about Newmarket for a second. We got Connor McDavid here and a couple other kids that are just coming up now in the OHL. They're starting to play at a higher level. I think this is a hockey town. What do you think about this town for hockey? Is there something special about this place? I feel like it's always been like big hockey town. Like you said, Connor McDavid, Quentin Byfield, all those guys coming from here. 
And yeah, we got a lot of New Market Renegades, big organization. Like it's great to to watch even the little guys play. And you know what? I feel like our old MHAs from the past, you know, that's kind of getting us a bit bigger, right? We got the U15s that, or u fourteen, sorry, that won it. And us that won it last year. So. Okay, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. All right, let's get down to the performance on the ice this week. It's been a challenging run, but at the same time, the boys engaged in the time-honored tradition of meeting our opponents just down the street. For as long as I can remember, we've done the Battle of Young Street against Aurora, one of our finest and honorable competitors, for a friendly challenge. Now, this is so core to York Region's hockey scene that every year the mayor of Newmarket and the mayor of Aurora have a little bet. Now, John couldn't be there for the game on Friday itself, but we did have Councillor Jane Twinney, and I asked her why this rivalry was so important, but also what hockey means to our town of Newmarket. Well, hockey is definitely a big part of Newmarket, obviously in Aurora as well. We've had some amazing players come out of these towns. Uh, there's no doubt that we are a true hockey town. My son's played hockey uh, throughout his life. Being at the arena, um, many of the different arenas around town and going on tournaments is something that we've always done. And But uh, there's no doubt that uh, we've got some amazing, great hockey players in this town. I had the good fortune as well to speak with the mayor of Aurora, Tom Arrakis. Now, he was as enthusiastic as anyone about this traditional hockey rivalry. It's been going on for decades, and... You know, we're ultimately proud of all the kids that get together and, and have this friendly rivalry with Newmarket. Uh, you know, Newmarket and Aurora have always had a strong partnership. And this is just another example of us, uh, you know, continuing to, you know, to show uh, not only our youth, but to show all, both of our communities that, that we do work well together, but we can still compete with each other and compete in a very positive way. And it, I think it shows uh, leadership on both communities. And it teaches a lot for our kids to see that we can, we can work well together and it's great fun and obviously uh, as I always say to Mayor Taylor in Newmarket the loser has to wear the other uh, winners uh, jersey so uh, I'll put that to him again this year and I'm looking forward to uh, the, the home opener that we're going to do tomorrow as well in, uh, in Aurora and taking a bite out of the Newmarket Redmond cookie as we do every year with uh, Joe Bentalia. It was an honor for the team to have these luminaries at the rink and hey we also noticed that the fans are starting to come out in droves so make sure you're not missing your opportunity to see the U18 AA Newmarket Renegades live every Friday night at the Ray Twinney Recreation Complex. You can go to renegadesrinkside.ca and find out all the upcoming games and we'll even show you how to find us. Come on and show your love for minor hockey and for this Newmarket team. Now the first game of the week happened on Tuesday in Alliston facing the TNT Tornadoes. The game ended in a tie. Most notable were the first regular season goals for both Cole Robertshaw and number 19, Will Spencer. I had a chance to catch up with Cole outside the dressing room. Here's what he had to say. Just putting my, put, get in front of the net and, you know, getting my stick in a good play to tip the puck or get a rebound, and luckily it hit the stick. And then Will Spencer's goal had to be seen to be believed. I asked him if it was on purpose or if it was a happy accident or somewhere in between. So uh, it surprised me. I mean, the motto was just get pucks on net, and I didn't really expect that one to go in. I was hoping for a tip or something, just cause some chaos in front. But I mean, sometimes they go in and you can't complain when they do. Now, on Friday's game, I got to sit back and enjoy the action. Our only point of the night came from number 27, Russell Vienne. It's his second goal of the season, but I wanted to introduce you to him formally. Listen to what he thought about the game and his opportunity to get us on the board. Willie went in, the, lost the puck to the back. I picked it up cut into the corner, saw the left side open, shot it, hit the post, went in. Let me tell you, this goal, you can hear it. Here's the audio of it. It goes from stick to steal 
to applause. It was a beautiful goal, and listen to the crowd celebrate. We brought in coach Larry Wood to ask him, what do we learn? What was good? What is he liking in the team's performance during this first game of the Battle of Young Street? Yeah, we, we did a lot of little things well. Um, we just uh, at times did not have the compete level and the focus on what we need to do every shift. Um, it's something I have to clean up. And again, like to your point, yeah, discipline was in a bit of an issue again tonight and uh, has been an issue for us so far, but we're not learning from our experiences. So just about refocusing the team and, uh, and really getting them to understand it's a process. And uh, we are in the sixth game of the year, but we have to make some, we ha we have to make some personal changes ourselves and making sure we're bringing a positive attitude to the rink and on the bench and supporting each other. And, and we're, we're right close there. We're very close to uh, taking a run here for a bunch of games. It's just, uh, again, we're working on some, the mental approach for the athlete right now. And we started exposing the team to it this week and understanding how to hit that reset button. And uh, though you have a negative shift, it shouldn't uh, impact the whole game. Um, I think it's more about getting the team to embrace that approach. And it's something we're gonna have to continue to work on the rest of the season. But um, we got some work to do, uh, we're close. I think uh, we have to just manage the frustration level of the players and uh, make, the, make sure they continue to support each other. That's going to be the key for us. Um, again, uh, I wouldn't change a single player in the team. I told them that after the game. I support them 100%. We just got to commit to the process and what we need to do to be successful. And once we do that, we're going uh, to be well on our way. And then on Saturday's game, we ended up in a loss 5-3 to three against the Aurora Tigers. Not much new to add from the crew on this one. Obviously, they were disappointed, so we decided to just let them take their week to practice, rehearse, rebuild, and to come back stronger. I can't wait to see what they do in our next game on November 8th. This one's an away game against the Barry Colts. It's at 9.15 p.m. at Allendale Rec. Listen, nothing great ever happens on a Wednesday, not if you're sitting around the house doing nothing, so why not hop in the car or grab a bus? Come on up and watch the action in Barry. Always a good matchup. And then for you home fans, listen, be at Ray 20 at 7 p.m. on the 10th of November as we meet for the first time the Upper York Admirals. No one knows what to expect here, so come on out and see for yourself. All right, as always, it's time for some game detail and some deep analysis. This week I sit down again with Matt Fisher. Let's talk about uh, the last couple games. Why don't we start with what went down in uh, Allison with the TNT Tornadoes? Yeah. What were your impressions of that game? Uh, well, just to start off the bat with TNT, strong team, TNT 4-0 this year, I think so far, and um, ranked eighth in the province. So boys had their hands full going into their home barn. Uh, you could tell that that they're obviously an extremely well-coached team with uh, Coach Adam Rosato. They were a strong team each year, and I think the uh, U16 and U18, they've been able to fill a few spots. You can tell they're going to be a, a team to reckon with for the rest of the year. Um, tough night for the boys because the tale of two tapes. So that first period and second period, you could see we uh, all lines were firing. The boys were were clicking. Um, I think it was something like we were out shooting them by by a large amount, and then uh, we went off for intermission. When the boys came back from intermission, uh, it was a tale of two stories there. And uh, um, you know we were we were lucky to squeak out with the tie. Um, and, and you got to hand it to the boys a little bit because there, there was an opportunity for us to collapse and fall apart because we actually went down three, two, 
and big goal by Will Spencer from the point with the screen in front. Uh, allowed the boys to tie it up, but then it looked like most of the third period we were on our heels. So I thought it was a great performance by Damian Clyde on that TNT night as well. Um, Damian seemed to get under a few few players' skin, a, a few opponents' skin, and and Damian obviously rose his skill to another level. Let's talk Aurora for a minute. So these were both we we couldn't even pull out a tie on these ones. These were very Aurora was very tough for us. Obviously, a well-coached team. They played really hard. Interestingly, we actually started out ahead in the Saturday game. I wasn't there. I know you were. And then it all kind of came apart. We ended up leaving that game with a loss, 5-3. to three. And the first game was 2-1 to one with only one point by Russell Vienne. And uh, a great shot it was. But, um, you know, that's a, tr- that's a classic battle, New Market versus Aurora. It's Absolutely. always... It's always fun to meet them, and they're really good competitors. They're good sportsmen. You know, we always want to beat Aurora, but it's never dirty. It's never a messy game. So what were your impressions of game one on the Friday where we we lost 2-1? Yeah, another tough one. It looks like there was an opportunity for the boys to really step up because I think we outshot them 40-22 to or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. So anytime you're coming out and you're just putting pucks on that, you're expecting good things to happen. And uh, yeah, hand it to Aurora again. I mean, like there's a head-to-head battle with Aurora Newmarket where uh, there's this level of respect between the two teams and obviously the two associations. We have the ceremonies beforehand, uh, people out there to support the the wonderful weekend that we have. But, you know, it was a difficult one. I think um, first and second period, we were kind of all over them. There was a tale of a few uh, penalties that uh, we needed to take advantage of. But at the same time, once again, uh, we found ourselves um, not being able to close it out and get that win. Okay, let's talk about the Saturday game now. I wasn't there for the first bit, but I heard it was a bit of a penalty and penalty shot mess. There's all kinds yeah. of yeah. all kinds of stuff happening there. What did you see, and what was your your comments on the game? We had it right. at one point tied up, and then we ended up falling behind five three. So what happened there? Yeah, it's a it's a tough outcome for the guys. You could see that the coaches are mixing things up a little bit, a little bit on the uh, on the forward side. There's been some adjusting of some players, which um, you know these kids are great athletes and they they can adjust easily. So it's been working well. Um, I think first two shots were goals. Mm-hmm. So for Newmarket coming down and getting some pressure early and all of a sudden going up to nothing, it was a, a thought process that this was going to be a different team here today. Um, you know, I got to hand it to Aurora. They came right back again. And uh, obviously we had some penalty trouble. There was some uh, questionable calls, but at the same time, the ref made some calls and you got to persevere and battle through. I think we had four kids at the bo- in the penalty box at one time. We had a bunch of five-on-threes against us and they were scoring on their power plays. And our penalty kill was not struggling, but at this age, at this age group, um, and at this level, if you're getting penalties and the other team has an opportunity to be on the power play, uh, they're going to punish you. Right. And that's what happened there. It's pretty tough for those boys. Have But um, they were able to push through. They were able to um, fight off most of those penalties. Unfortunately, I think we had two goals called back as well, which mm-hmm. is strange. You don't see that. Mm-hmm. Also in this game, two penalty shots. I don't yeah. know in the history of my life if I've ever seen two penalty shots in one game like that. And both of them were goals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so... so good on the boys to keep pushing there but at the same time you could see that tension started to get amongst them and um you know i don't know some of these guys had always been down and they need to dig deep and find spots where they can come up with the win handed to the aurora team and the aurora goaltending they ended up um um, putting on a, a great performance and gave 
gave the boys a hard time and, and we couldn't get the victory. I know the boys were extremely disappointed. You can see some frustrations and the coaches doing a great job at mentoring these kids and keeping them focused. But at the same time at this age, they have to remember that uh, they got to keep their heads in the game and know that the game's not over until that uh, that last bell. So. Let's talk about the goals, though. I mean, the three three points ain't bad. We had Russell Vian, I think, took another one. I know Riley got one. Right. So uh, the other goal was Ethan Kilb, which right. was another great, and he had a goal call back, too. So he's been buzzing. Uh, for Wright, um, you know, he had an opportunity where I think there was a quick regroup with the defense and move the puck up. He uh, he catched some pace through the neutral zone, went wide. Mm -hmm. To me, it looked like he was putting a hard shot on net for two breaking forwards to uh, crash the net. And uh, it looked like it trickled through. So it's one of those goals you just thank your lucky stars that you had an opportunity to, uh, to take advantage of there. But at the same time, um, you know, uh, with Russell scoring on the penalty shot, and uh, Kilb uh, doing a great job and in, in, uh, in, uh, getting goal as well. You know, like I said, it was a little bit disappointing to see that come out. And uh, Marshall held us in there. Um, I think at the beginning of the game, there was a couple unlucky bounces or a couple situations where a puck popped in a certain area and that's going to happen. Uh, teams just need to regroup and move forward. If you had to sum up everything that you're seeing on the ICs past couple of games, I've been noticing that there's just that it's like a 10% not going hard enough, not just not being aggressive or at least not as much as the other side. And then the other thing was we got to stop collecting penalties, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, you roll the dice and eventually you're going to get dinged. What do you see? Yeah, same. I know what you're saying. Uh, what was it? Was it Brian Burke that said truculence? Lots of truculence. Mm -hmm. And um, I know what you mean. You, if there's a loose puck, you want to be first to get that puck. Uh, if you're in on a battle, you want to be able to make sure you win that battle. Um, maybe a little bit of that. There's there's times when we don't have enough net presence. Mm -hmm. So on the offensive side, um, I don't know if we're bugging their defensemen in front of the net enough. Um, looks like our power play has an opportunity that we're, um, it's been buzzing a little bit. We've been getting shots on net and cross ice. Uh, backdoor plays or through the seams, so it's not bad there. We've hit a few shin pads as well, which makes it unfortunate. Um, but at the same time, yeah, there's that oomph where you need something that comes from from within and, and makes you want to um, outbeat your opponent. So, um, you know, this is a time now where the boys have been pushed back on their heels and moving forward, we can see how they'll be performing. I think one win, just one win, right. would put them back in that place where they feel like, no, 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 we belong here. This is not, we, right. we're not, you know, one in five, we are champions. And so this week we got, we got Barry coming up, but also we're going to meet the Admirals who we've never seen before. Do you know what we're going to expect from either of those teams this week? So we have Upper York coming in. Um, that's been a combined uh, association where um, Georgina and East Gwillenbury have combined into one uh, rep team. So there should be a powerful team coming in to uh, compete for this year. It'll be our first time having a look at them. Um, they're well coached as well. There's a good coach that's been up in EG for some time and he's taken over the amalgamated team. Um, we look forward to them coming in here. Now we have a couple ex-teammates that are mm -hmm. on that team. So it'll be nice for the boys to see them and battle hard against them. Yeah, who are we looking at there? Is that Burling and um, Little? And Little, yeah. And they were great players, great contributors, right? A forward and a D. Yeah, great teammates. Too. Absolutely, great teammates. And we missed them, but it'd be nice to see them, but it would also be nice to beat them. Yeah, always. I mean, anytime you're playing a buddy, yeah. uh, there's that little extra oomph in exactly. your game. So they're going to have that, and so are we. So we just hope, like you were saying earlier, we can stay out of the box. Mm -hmm. We can get some more net presence. 
Um, and then the boys can work on getting out of our zone as quickly as possible. Exactly. So we've got a little extra time. We actually have no hockey this week, no games. Our next game is not until November the 8th, which gives the boys a little bit of time to work on the things that they need to work on, hopefully prioritize, drill down on those things that they need to fix, and let's see how that changes how we show up. Right. I mean, you said it right there, but also, you know, with this team right now, yeah, they're not coming out with big victories and then they have two losses and they haven't had a victory in a few because they had a couple of ties before that. But even that uh, Saturday game versus Aurora, I mean, I think again, we outshot them 37 to 20 or something along those lines. And we were in the box for a long period of time and times where then we went off for intermission. So guys' legs were dead. So I think, you know, you never know what can happen if we can stay five on five and get a chance to uh, push towards them. I'm looking forward to see the boys responding to uh, to how things have gone. And their one superpower right now, by the way, is that they're taking Coach Larry's instruction and they're improving. Like the things that he says he wants to fix, he gets fixed, which means the boys are responding. That's all good news because that means there's nothing. There's no, there's no deficit. There's no weakness in our defense. Sorry, there's no weakness in the armor that we can't fix, that we can't cover up and get back to winning some hockey games. Yeah, I've seen uh, Coach Larry and uh, Coach Jeff um, – obviously helping out big time and, and um, making a few changes. One thing I've noticed is a lot of these teams are forechecking on a one, two, two, uh, which is, is forcing our team to get collapsed on the strong side. So I noticed recently that they've been moving the puck to the weak side and going up the weak, weak side of the ice, which has been helping get past that forecheck. Um, you know, that's obviously something that coach Larry has been working with the D to, to reverse and, and, um, and have them find other pathways to beat those four checks. I think initially on with us having troubles getting at our own end and, and it wasn't a major problem, but there was times we were, we were, uh, we were locked in and getting, getting pushed in our own zone that they made that quick adjustment. And now it's not a problem. So, uh, coach Larry, coach Jeff, coach James, um, and obviously rolling there, helping things out. These boys are in good hands and we got a lot of confidence with them. And speaking of confidence, it's, it's one of the best things that Larry Wood does is he provides an opportunity for these kids to have excellent confidence within their game, within themselves and within their teammates. And it's kind of his specialty to keep them motivated. And it's one thing that I've always admired about him. Same here. Let's see what happens November 8th. Matt, thank you again for your time. No problem. Take care. That about wraps it up for this episode. I want to thank you guys very much for tuning in. Don't forget to tell your friends. If you know people who love hockey and especially who love minor hockey, remember, we created this for all of you. This is primarily about the New Market Renegades, but this is for everyone who loves minor hockey and what it does for the community, for the families, and for the young players. And if you'd like to create something like this for your brand or your team, whether it's in athletics, business, or beyond, reach out to contact at FuseChamber.com. We'd love to help you. Stay tuned, my friends. We have lots more coming up. Remember to go to renegadesrinkside.ca, find our show, and smoosh that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Until next time, let's go Renegades, and I'll catch you next week.